So. But you, but you caught a string fish. I caught and also a golden trout and also a sturgeon. I got a, I'm, I got a golden trout. I realized that I was like telling people to catch. The, we can talk about this in the pod, maybe. But yeah, you're a jerk. You're like, I don't know why people have so much trouble <laughs> catching a string fish. It's like exactly it only took me seven tries. I'm, I like, was I'm like, glad that I you got... rolled, you know, a fucking <laughs> nat 100. I rolled like you know? perfect rolls, and I'm sitting here like, what's the problem? I critted three times in a row. You just beat the boss. Get good. You're fine. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 98. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Macro, and joining me today, not two, but three ninja nincompoops who use their oversized shirts to glide down the stairs in the morning. Dave Grimma. That's me. Dan Colonna. <laughs> I do this. I don't have stairs. And the first time ever, DJ, streamer, podcaster, and an overall tall drink of water. Matt Storm, welcome, sir. Thank you. That was such a lovely intro. I'm flattered. I wrote it down on a spreadsheet and I read it. Uh, That's how I got it. Masterful. Like Why a, did you a need true columns? professional. <laughs> well, because I have I have three sets of things I need to address. And it's like, how do I put all this here? I will use columns. But anyway, we're talking about columns because today's game, The Messenger, dun, 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 2018 title, developed by Sabotage Studios, published by Dave's favorite publisher of all time devolver digital mm. the, the best they are good they're they are pretty great. good they are the best i could argue this as well <laughs> i'm an annapurna guy we all discussed wow. this but anyway before we get to that we have a guest here we have to put the spotlight on our guest matt storm you are the listener in certain occasions we know this because you tell us mm-hmm. that which we appreciate but for the other listener who might listen to this podcast <laughs> who are you <laughs> you do so many things there's all these the shows you have i can't keep up who, who are you there's a there's a fun and games podcast there's all sorts of podcasts there's all there's sorts a fun of and games there's <laughs> games and fun there's two different games and fun <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of podcasts. I don't blame anybody for not following any of the stuff I do, as I do way too much. Um, uh, I am a listener. I am one of the listeners you address. Um, I discovered this podcast through uh, the incredible Dan O'Mac. Uh, we are friends who go way back. Um, and yeah, I do uh, four, well, actually, technically now, five other podcasts. One that I'm an audio producer for that's brand new. Um, called Creative Quarantine, which is a daily live stream that I convert the audio into a podcast feed, only weekdays. And it's uh, the host, Angelique Rocher, who is a presenter and a host and an internet nerd. Um, a great interv- name, my goodness. Oh, her That's name is the best. I love it. Great uh, name. <laughs> she does candid conversations with other artists about the time we're living in now. Dating Sounds like a wine. <laughs> it does. Um, um, if someone said that they brought a bottle of something Angelique de Rocher, Rocher. yeah, <laughs> something de Rocher. Um, but it's a it's an artist conversation about how we're surviving in the quarantine and still creating and still doing and still growing and how we get through it. And so that one's the newest one. Then I do two video game podcasts. One uh, Dave mentioned earlier, uh, Fun and Games, which is my gaming podcast. It's me and my co-host Jeff, just generally talking about a topic in gaming. Uh, the most recent episode we've done as of this recording is on Silent Protagonists, which was a lot of fun talking about how silent protagonists work in games, when they're successful, when they're not, why we do and don't like them. 
Um, we have an episode coming up on nonviolent games inspired by Animal Crossing and talking about how games can thrive even without a violent game loop and why those games might be successful. Um, my other gaming podcast is called Reignite, which is a Mass Effect podcast where me and my co-host MJ are replaying the Mass Effect trilogy. And probably I'll play for the first time Andromeda, but we haven't gotten to that yet. And we're playing as if we're Shepard. We're making our choices and then discussing why we made those choices. You know, mm. the morality mm. of the games, um, the the sort of queerness of the games, because it's some games handle that better than others. Um, mm. And then uh, I promise we're almost at the end. Uh, my, my, my <laughs> the do you have all this in the front of your head is easy but to me. Male Shepard or female Shepard? So I'm playing as myself. So I identify as a man, so I play as male Shep. Okay. Even though my That's preferred... Fair. That's fair. It, even though my preferred is Fem Shep, and in my previous playthroughs had always been Fem Shep. Fem Shep but I what if it's Jennifer what Hale. if it's like um what is the term? Trans? For the, no, not trans. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm trying to say if it's um a power fantasy. Oh. You know. So and you feel like for whatever reason when I played Fem Shep, I was I went renegade. But when I f played male Shepherd, I had to go like very polite. That sounds well, eternal, Dave. You gotta think about I, what's going I on mean, in your head. Buddy. I mean, so our goal—a <laughs> lot more going on there. <laughs> our goal when playing uh, for Reignite is to make the, sh the decisions as if we were Shepard, and so that's why I'm playing as, as if man. you were Shepard. Yeah. You see, I'm—I I don't know. I, in thinking I, real life, I'd be pretty mean. Well, I mean, and that's fair. We have tons of folks who come on as renegades, but me and my co-host tend to actually lean Paragon because we're goody two-shoes. Mm. Um, but it makes mm. for an interesting discussion point. Wasn't there, like, a tweet that one of the guys who said, like, 90-plus percent of people did Paragon? Like, it was There, there were stats on it. I don't remember the exact numbers, but, yeah. you got to go out of your way to be a jerk in Mass Effect 2. It's like do. I mean, there are decide. some choices that are, like, really worth being a jerk about because there's a funny outcome, but mm. for the most part... Uh, I tend to lean more Paragon. But yeah, so that one yeah. is in its second season. We're almost done with Mass Effect 2. We're working on the DLC now. Um, and then uh, my other podcast is called Screen Snark. It's a movie and TV podcast where we bring on a guest every week and talk about the most recent thing we've watched, whatever that is, new, mm -hmm. old. Um, and uh, then my final podcast is Crash Chords Autographs, which the three of you have been on. You were my guests. Uh, we talked about Dinosaur Machines and the origin of your friendship and gaming and all that stuff, which was a lot of fun. Believe it or not, quite a while ago, almost six months ago, I think, we recorded that. Oh, more. longer than that. It, it's got to be longer. Uh, it's like a year. Feels like forever. It does feel like forever ago. But yeah, so and so I work on those, and then I'm also a streamer when I have the time. I'm going to be doing more of that in the nearest future, but I stream at least once a week at DJ underscore Stormageddon. Um, and, uh, you know, besides all of that, I am an actual, in fact, real-life DJ, though I'm not doing much DJing these days as we're all <laughs> hiding from the virus. Yeah. The virus. Well, I've been seeing some good DJs, do, you know, like with their TikToks and their bottles of Purell, and they're like <laughs> blasting music, and the music's blasting, and it's funny. And it, do they squirt know, Purell at the at the fake? No, crowd? like they're doing like the thing where they hold their headphones and they like the Purell or the knobs. Yeah, on the, on the DJ board. Oh, like I've they seen. Have, they, uh, it's funny. It's I don't pretty. Know. It's pretty funny. I've seen that TikTok. <laughs> It Everyone's devolving into like just what can I do in this room if I'm always here. Um, and if all, if all that stuff I talked about was too hard to follow, you can just go to at uh, DJ underscore Stone. We're getting on Twitter because I post literally everything there. So see, there you go. He's got the plug. Well, I do. Of all those things, we're talking about gaming here. This is the gaming podcast? Sure is. Matt, favorite games of your childhood? Favorite games of all time? What are the big tent poles that have formed your gaming background? Uh, that, I love that question. Um, so 
I started with an Atari 2600. Uh, my mother gave it to me. She had had, I had that wood grain. Uh, uh, wood grain, <laughs> yep. And uh, I, the first two games I got were Miss Pac-Man and a bootleg version of pa- Pac-Man called Mousetrap, which most people don't remember, which you played as a mouse avoiding cats, but it was identical to Pac-Man. Like, mechanics, the power pellets I were mean, cheese. They, it, was, it was the same You can't say thing. that. There's no mouse in Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man didn't come up with mouse technology. You Thank can't you. tell me it's the same. Thank you, Dan. Um, <laughs> but uh, as far as consoles that defined my Did it childhood, still have the fruit? Uh... Good it's question. a mouse, Dave. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't cheese. think so. I feel like it was cheese. Maybe cheese and... But if the Maybe cheese was like the nuts. power pellets, the cheese can't also be for extra points. I mean, you, you don't know that. For How all... are we all still friends? <laughs> I really don't know anymore. I don't, I don't either. Why um, are you questioning that, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> but what about the fruits? Are they there? It's a cat. It doesn't make sense. Um, but uh, my favorite systems growing up were always handhelds. Um, I, pr- I liked consoles and i always gravitated towards nintendo though i've had sega consoles playstation i've had xboxes um but i think the the console that now as an adult i think impacted me the most was the super nintendo and the game boy advance were the two big ones um super nintendo especially because my favorite game of all time which i've said in many platforms at this point is chrono trigger um i i love chrono trigger um, I, and understanding its flaws, I love Chrono Trigger. Um, but a close second is Mass Effect 2. The Mass Effect trilogy has affected me in a way that a lot of other games haven't, in a similar way people identify with Star Wars or Star Trek. Like, I've yeah. leaned into the lore in the world of Mass Effect very heavily, hence why I have a Mass Effect podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite character from Mass Effect 2? No, don't answer I that question. Know. It's, I com- know. It's, it's coming up later. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Did you I want to know, know now. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll stick to Mark's rundown. I appreciate it. <laughs> Way to sound um, like you respect the but, but most of my <laughs> But going back to my favorite childhood games, um, I played a lot of either side-scrolling action games um, and or RPGs. So like Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VII, and then you know the Mega Man, Mega Man and the Mega Man X series are some of my favorite games, uh, excluding the recent Mega Man X games. Uh, I loved those games and played them on loop constantly. I loved the Sonic franchise in its early days. Um, you know, I had kind of like those were the two main genres I played. I played other games too, but those were the ones I probably played the most. Well, these are all quality titles you named. This is why I like you as a person. You know, well, I gotta tell you, the cheese it. is the power pellet, <laughs> <laughs> and you collect little pieces of cheese leading up to the power pellet cheese. Well, maybe the power pellet cheese is the stuff we were talking pre-pod. What's what are you playing lately? What's what's your favorite stuff this year so far? Um, so uh, right now, I'm playing the the Mega Man uh, Zero ZX collection, which uh, I was inspired to purchase because of Dan, yes. because when we were hanging out back in the day, Dan played them a lot, and I remember watching him Crush play them and games. kind of being in awe of how difficult those games were. Thankfully, they made them easier for noobs like me, uh, but so I've been playing that. I've been playing a ton of Animal Crossing, because in this dark time, I've needed Animal Crossing, I feel like. Um, and then uh, I've played a lot of platformers. Like I said, I, I really like those kinds of games. I'm trying to finish Bloodstained, which I still haven't finished. Um, mm. The full release, not the prequel. I destroyed the prequel game that came out. Um, uh, Curse of the Moon? Curse of the Moon, yeah. yeah. And then uh, on PlayStation, I've been mostly playing uh, DBZ Kakarot. Um, I finished okay. Doom 2016 for the first time last month and loved the hell out of it. Um, I'll probably get Eternal at some point. 
And uh, I'm going to hopefully this week start playing um, right before Remake comes out, because that's a smart decision. I'm going to start playing Shadow of the Colossus, which I've never played and was free last uh, month on PS4. Whatever you do is I'll, don't I'll, listen to Dan. Dan uh, no, look, Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> is a great game. I've totally played it. Uh-huh. It's so good. It it's is. so good. The, the funny thing is I watched a friend of mine play it from end to end when it first came out. Um, and was enthralled by it, but then I watched him play it, so I felt no need to go out and buy it. Um, but mm-hmm. since it's free, I'm you. super excited. I'm super excited to finally play it. Um, so yeah, uh, I think the thing I'm most invested in right now is Animal Crossing, just because it's different, I, and, mm, and I needed that. Maybe a controversial thing. I don't like the way Shadow of the Colossus handles, so I actually prefer um, watching it. That's that's fair. It's actually yeah. I think its reputation is it is a little clunky. I think the the, the remake it of it does a pretty decent job in making mm. it feel not terrible. But yeah, I heard that game helped with the controls game. a little. Yeah, it's not it's not as bad. It's still not great. But yeah, this is got to play that game. It's a good game. <laughs> um, a game that's criminally underrated in your eyes. Oh. Hmm. That's such a great question. Uh, I think so. The other the ki- other kind of game I didn't mention that I do play a lot of that, and Dan knows this because he also loved these games. Is Metroidvanias. I played tons of them growing up, um, and and also the Zelda titles. And like my two most underrated games are games in those series that nobody talks about. For Zelda, it's the Minish Cap, which I th- argue is one of the best Zelda games ever made, and like okay. I feel like no one's played it. And then on the Game Boy Advance, also. Um, uh, Metroid Fusion, which is my favorite Metroid game still to this I day. I feel like that game got forgotten. It's such it, a good game. It's such and a good game. I think you lent creepy. me your copy. I think that's how I played it, if I remember correctly. Uh, I still have mine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I might have. I might have borrowed it from you, either you or Andrew. But like, the Metroid Fusion is one of those games in the Metroid franchise where it does the story really well without having to like hammer it, hammer, hammer it into you. Um, and it's just the tightest. It's like if they took Super Metroid and made it perfect. Because I like Super Metroid. I replayed it within the last year, but it it's still a little clunky because it's an older game. And it's just gonna be. Um, it was the beginnings of what made Metroid Metroid. But yeah, those two are definitely my my most underrated. Well, let's go the opposite now. Game that has disappointed you over the years. You were like, I was looking forward to it. I'm turning it to a grumpy old person. But uh, a disappointing game. You're a caricature of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Mark Magrow. Actually, it's just my father. That's what he's like. Oh, is that what your father sounds like? Yeah, he's like, oh, you got to eat this. It's good for your schmazool. (laughs) Yep, that is my dad. (laughs) Basically. The word schmazool. (laughs) The only man I've ever heard say it. <laughs> um, I I would say that the the most disappointing game I think I've ever played is Chrono Cross. Going back to my favorite game of all time, mm. and and I don't think it's Chrono Cross's fault. I still want to replay it, especially in the streaming generation. I feel like a good streaming game would be that game, because I feel like I went into it expecting Chrono Trigger two, and it definitely was totally that. not. It's like and it's, it's totally not. It's almost more of a Sukaden game because you got like it's too many yeah, characters. Too many too characters. Many. But you gotta like, just choose the ones you like and and just get attached to them. I, I mean, the pro- the problem for me with that game was that like the story was very good. I think I expected it to play like Chrono Trigger and it didn't. And when I, when you beat that game, unlike Chrono Trigger, you don't get when you do a new game plus you lose almost everything except certain abilities, and 
you still start at like whatever level you left off at, but like the major summon abilities that took like skill to use are gone. And so you can't use them from the beginning of the game. And that I remember really bumming me out. But that said, I really do want to revisit it because I feel like I didn't give it a fair shake because I expected it. But that's that was definitely a game I remember. It's just totally not Chrono Trigger. Right. Mini, mini trivial tastemaker. How many playable characters do you think there are in Co- Chrono Cross? You just looked this up. I did. Uh, Mark, it's cheating. Uh, um, I'm not guessing. I want to see oh. if you guys can guess. I think uh, it was around 30 characters. I was gonna say. I was gonna say 38. Dan, Jack, my number 17. 17. That's close. 45. Wow. wow. 45 characters. Wow. That's too many. That's it's, a sweet game. You're absolutely right. That's a sweet end game. Uh, lastly, Matt, game you're looking forward to. It's not out yet. It's on the horizon, but like the sun rising, <laughs> you're just like yes. Oh, well, unfortunately, uh, who knows if we're going to have games in 2020 at this point. Um, This is true. But uh, I have two. One that's, as of when we're recording, not out yet, although by the time this airs, it probably will be, which is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which we talked pre-pod about a bit. Uh. Um, But I'd say the thing I'm looking forward to the most this year, which we talked about in our fantasy critic league that we're all in, was Boyfriend Dungeon. Boyfriend Dungeon oh, right. <laughs> is a game that, like, I've, I I love that that studio. I've played all of their games. I've followed all their stuff. And, like, the idea of a dating sim where you date your weapons that's also a dungeon crawler just seems so ridiculous in the best way. Um, and I got that to play it. That does sound fun. I got to play it at PAX East a little bit. It controls like a dream. You know, it still seemed like you only Can get to your do... weapons betray you if you don't treat them right? Do you know if that's a thing? Because that I would don't. be fun. They haven't come out a lot <laughs> about the horrible. story. I hate that. But uh, nah, you think you're just gonna you think you're just gonna use me when you? <laughs> I'll now? use you, sir. <laughs> you're um, gonna build your level and then move on to that hot axe over there? I think not. <laughs> you come crawling back to me, the dagger. Like, <laughs> not even see it's like a sub game. Oh, you're like oh a it looks like sword. somebody needs to do a faster attack. Well, where have you been? <laughs> I thought I didn't have. Levels. I thought I didn't have enough range for you. <laughs> Oh, you found a gem that's compatible with me? Oh, wow, that's cool. That's cool. I, I like that. I don't, I don't need it. I'm glad we made this game now. This is it. We made it. It's coming. It's the, coming. the cool thing about the demo I played at PAX East was that every dungeon has a date area that, like, once you get to it, you can have a date with your weapon within the dungeon, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty neat. That's, that's, that's basically fun. that. All right. I mean, it's how, it's how dates work. You, you know, you go out. Adventures. And then, like, you kill It'd be some cool monsters. if... if if the date goes well, you unlock a special ability with that weapon. <laughs> See, I think that, uh, now I we're would, wasting would, the ideas. We have to create our own no. game. <laughs> yeah, because we have that exactly. relationship of the person with their weapon. All right, last thing we'll do before we hit the main topic, because we got a guest. Matt, we're putting yes. you through the lightning round. Oh, the lightning round. I'm going to add lightning to this point. <laughs> I just did. That was... No, I gotta do it like real life. I, All right. I thought I had lightning and it's fine. Apparently, Dan's lightning is not good enough for Mark. I, I, no, I need like the real You're one. not getting the extra level <laughs> weapon <laughs> that I have now. You're failing this date with Dan. Yeah. I am <laughs> failing this date with Dan. Well, I need Dan or Dave to make up for it. I need a, I need a timer. I need 60 seconds. Hold oh, on. I'm good. on it. Dan will now, one. as Two. Vin <laughs> failed our last guest, this is a lightning round. It's about being quick. You gotta uh-huh. go with your gut. Don't overthink it, I because got, if you I, get to the end of the lightning round, one dino dollar for you. I got a minute. Okay. I want that dino like dollar. Your, so. No like one's got a dino games, dollar yet. You I'm could be the first. Do, I could be the I'm first. I'm going to do world clear. No, not now. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> when the minute is up, 
I will. You will hear that. That was okay. a very Dan moment of like, I'm going to do this <laughs> oh, yeah. thing. No, no, not now. <laughs> very familiar video. Okay, right. ready? I'm going to hit the start button when you tell me, Mark. I will. Ready? Are you ready, Matt? Yes. Lightning round begins now. RPGs. Turn-based or real-time action is better? Turn-based. Best Mass Effect companion ever? Uh, Grunt. Grunt. Okay. Uh, the TV show Scrubs. Timeless classic. Meme fodder and nothing more. Uh, timeless classic. Patrick Stewart. Too bald? Not bald enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not bald enough. Who really deserved to sit on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones? Don't care. <gasps> All right. Joel from The Last of Us. Ultimate survivor, ultimate selfish monster. Uh, selfish monster. <laughs> Better coffee compliment, scone or oatmeal raisin cookie? Oh, scone, 100%. Greater indulgence, cereal at midnight or afternoon nap? Cereal at midnight. The Supreme Ryan, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Cloud's true love, Tifa or Eris? Tifa. Nice. Oh, oh, it looks like Mario oh. has found the flame. There it is. <laughs> Matt, you, you did a great job. There were still two questions on there. Oh. To. Dino Dollar remains in my wallet, and it will stay there until someone earns it. All right. Um, but what we don't need to earn right now is the main topic. Grunt? Grunt? <laughs> no. yeah, we'll come back to Grunt. True. <laughs> my sweet lizard son, don't. Don't no, grunt, my my grunt is amazing. Son. Is he a romance option? He's not a no. romance option. No. Then you gross. may call him your son. Then then you may call him your son. <laughs> what was now? This is my lack of understanding of Matt. Because there's Grunt is the one from one, and then there's the one two. who's no. like him. Two. No, Grunt, grunt is, is the one from two. two. Rex that is, is the one, one from the first. Rex, Rex. The, that's something. The actual my favorite. Two was. What are they called? Krogan. Rex Krogan. is, I mean, Krogan. Rex is great. I love him, but a playable companion. Rex is exactly what you expect that to look like and sound like. <laughs> yes, Rex is, absolutely. Rex is that down. character. Yeah. And then the next ones after that, they're like, well, we can't use Rex again. So, I uh, mean, Grunt is also voiced by my favorite <laughs> voice actor of all time, Stephen Bloom. So it's hard to not um, love him also for that. Bloom, they call him. Mm-hmm. Well, well what enough, might have been enough. voiced by my favorite voice actor is the main topic. Main topic, right. main topic, main topic. We're talking about The Messenger today, 2018. Again, developed by Sabotage Studio, published by Devolver Digital. Dan, Messenger, uh-huh. what is this gobbledy gook? The Messenger, best debut indie game of 2018. As a demon army besieges his village, a young ninja ventures through a cursed world to deliver a scroll paramount to the clan's survival. What begins as a classic action platformer soon unravels into an expansive time-traveling adventure full of thrills, surprises, and humor. This game is very positively reviewed, overwhelmingly positively reviewed over all time. came out August 2018, uh, so it's been on our radars for a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, popular user-defined tags for this product are Action, Metroidvania, Retro, and I'm literally leaving two out this time. I usually say two, but it's one. But this is two tags that I haven't mentioned. So now you all have to guess one each. Um, Please. What's, so many of you. What's the name of that hat that's like Raiden's hat? <laughs> oh, my hat? God. I didn't know what it was called either. I was like, what is Raiden's hat called? I'm not going to say that's hat. Raiden's hat. <laughs> I took it. I'm taking a Raiden's hat. <laughs> that's what they call it. It's Raiden's I, hat. I believe it's called a coolie, actually. A coolie? I think so. That's your behind. I th- uh, <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, my guess is um, uh, Ninja. Okay. Uh, 
Tabby. Tabby. Once again, even the new <laughs> listener has nailed it. Oh, sorry, the speaker. Uh, we got Indie, my favorite one, because it's mm -hmm. not an indie game, and Retro. Retro. Oh, um, there it is. Retro. It is. But, I mean, I, mm. I'm going to just say that I didn't make up any of what I just said, except for the last part with the tags. Uh, again, I have to... This is really embarrassing that we have a guest. And, and you do it every time, Dan. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just, I think Dave needs to, to oh. make up for what I did. Okay, so did The Messenger is a throwback to Ninja Gaiden or Shinobi, if you played either of those games. There are distinct levels and the gameplay gets harder as you progress. You get power-ups, health, or just bounce off lanterns. This game has a great sense of humor, and if you were a fan of those classic games, you'll be a fan of this game. Rated W for what's in the box. Can I just <laughs> confess? Actual confession. Uh huh. I only just now realized that Shinobi and Ninja Gaiden were two different games. God, really? Like I, I feel like I knew it, but I. One was Nintendo and one was Sega. The... For yeah. a long time, uh, anyway. I play. I have Shinobi on PS2. Right. That's yeah. That was Shinobi. after. Well, going back to the idea of uh, retro and throwback, let's start a conversation there because. The last decade or so, we've seen the, this kind of explosion again of a revitalization of pixel games, side-scrolling games, games with clear uh, connections to old NES classics and, and mm -hmm. games of lore, or yore, I should say. Um, so Ninja Gaiden, obviously, is the big influence for The Messenger. Did you guys play it? What did you think of it? Did you guys follow it along to Xbox? Ninja Gaiden, what's our history? I had the original Ninja Gaiden on, on NES, but I didn't, like, I, it was hard for me as a kid, so as I, I don't think I got everybody. past, like, like the third level or so. Yeah, same. Like, I'm, I, remember, I remember getting inside of a dojo <laughs> after the stone board. I yes. don't know. <laughs> um, that sounds familiar. Uh, I also owned it on Nintendo. I've played the first two Ninja Gaiden games, uh, and I was awful at them. Um, I've gone back as an adult, and I'm still awful at them. Um, mm -hmm. They're just kind of too These difficult. I played the first <laughs> Xbox Ninja Gaiden. I got to the first boss, like the tutorial boss, couldn't beat him, and almost threw it out my window. Uh, and mm -hmm. then never played another Ninja Whoa. Gaiden game after that. Would it be funny if, like, 1% of people actually threw stuff out their window like that? And just, like, the amount of times that would just happen? Just Maximum constantly. defenestration. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. it's just the, the, the shot of the window. And then <laughs> yeah, just, just the thing flying out it. Uh -huh. And then every single time the window's repaired, and it's just a little more broken the next time. Yeah. What about uh, you, Dan? I was just thinking, like, I never really sank much time into Ninja Garden. I always had the meaning to beat it. I never did, because in Mega Man, I was busy with that game, mm. so I didn't really, you know, I, I wasn't in the mood to get my butt kicked in that. And then, yeah, I mean, my, my real, like, when I think of this game, Metroid is probably the most I've come close. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, because this game starts as totally not Metroid, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yes, we will. But when thinking about it, I definitely can only relate to Metroid, really, when it comes to the way this all panned out see and i'm kind of in the similar boat like i had the games that i latched on but in terms of like side scrolling action games there wasn't a lot that i really played like i played mm. Mega Man definitely but ninja guy and i played at dave's house and i hated it because i'm like this is hot why would anyone <laughs> do this um and like i spent all my like, weren't, like any game genie codes what the hell <laughs> yeah like seriously what were you supposed to do um 
but I, I you know I think that it, that's the common thing from that generation it's they supplement length with difficulty but yeah not in every case but you know so I I spent my youth playing RPGs like the ones we mentioned Chrono Trigger Earthbound etc so I went into the messenger with no sense of real nostalgia for what it was trying to do. So I, mm-hmm. I just kind of just went into it. But I, I know that was a big draw for a lot of people mm. who really loved that series, who appreciated what that game was back in the day. As we kind of get to the messenger now, let's just get right to it. The big twist of this game, um, it is very kind of cognizant of itself as a game. It does break the fourth wall. But it starts off as kind of this 8-bit side-scrolling action game. And then once you get to about a third of the way through, it completely switches to a full-blown Metrovania. Um, The graphics themselves Mm -hmm. completely up... What? Am I blowing your mind? It it becomes a Metroidvania? How so? Wait, how far did you you get? Yeah, you have to keep backtracking for stuff. (laughs) I I never reached this part. I couldn't beat that one guy. There was a boss. You just blew my mind for sure. There was a boss I couldn't beat, and I was just like, F this game. What a uh, feeling I have. Yeah. Well, tell me. It's like superiority. I blow, blow my mind also... right now. Tell me. <laughs> oh, well, you missed out on a whole half a game. There's like a whole game there. So, yeah. It's it, a whole it, game. All the graphics are suddenly updated to 16-bit. Every enemy looks different. The The ninja himself looks different. Or the, the music awesome, changes, so. too. The music has, changes. Oh, it's literally goodness. a second game. You're burying, you're burying the lead. Oh, it changes really. with the time travel yep. so there's you travel well, look, no you travel way. through time well, the first time you travel through time it the, things don't change it's very subtle but you, yeah. you gotta look it's very subtle it's there you're subtle i know <laughs> no I think he is actually no i think dan I'm is not. not subtle that's right no I... with that idea so like this game is basically like a first game and a sequel crammed into one mm-hmm. with this idea of there's multiple timelines now so you're going back between the the future and the past um, do we think that this, I mean, I think that was the big allure of this game for a lot of people. Like, I remember when I first heard about it, it's like, oh, it looks like this, but there's a thing coming that you don't really see coming. And do we think that really added to the experience or was there a sense of kind of frustrating where I was set up to do one thing, but now the game has completely changed what it wants to be midway. And now I have to change what I do. Well, I think maybe... Now, I didn't get to that part, but to me, it seems <laughs> Your whole like, outlook changed. To me, it <laughs> seems like um, it's, it's like cramming the sequels in the same game. Kind of like how you might be upset uh, from going from Zelda to uh, The Adventures of Link. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't say it was that dramatic. It, it wouldn't not, be that dr- yeah. drastically yeah. different, but I'm just saying, like... It sounds like what you're describing to me is them putting the sequel in the same game, and that's when you, when you have an evolution of the game like that. Sure, but the 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 functional like the way the game plays doesn't change. Like some of the mm. the the platforming does, but the the gameplay doesn't change. It just now you're explore. Yeah, it's just how the levels flow change. They they take a lot more of a shape. So you mm. blew through these levels in Ninja Gaiden mode essentially, and then now the game's like, hey, uh, twist. And then you go back through these levels and the whole thing has a whole new meaning now because things mm-hmm. have changed and there's like time travel points. And so that's that's kind of the twist really is that these levels where you were just going through beelining to the end, you mm-hmm. weren't really thinking of exploring. You were just killing everything, jumping, and So you go back puzzles. to the, the areas that you were at before. Yeah. And you have new because abilities I, so you I can remember, get more. Yeah, I remember seeing areas that I clearly couldn't um, get to. Yeah. 
Those and are the I areas just, that... I just assumed, like, I was missing a power-up, but I guess I was, just... You were. Yeah. <laughs> they just... So, we can get into it, I guess, yeah, more. Yeah, tell me. Um, Mark, what's what's next on the menu right now? Well, so about... let's kind of get into all those kind of game mechanics. So, you know, you have basic... There is a very basic skill tree. It doesn't dramatically change the way the handles. And you do kind of get the sense from the beginning segment of all the things you can do, but... You get basically uh, a second jump you could do in midair by slashing things. You can glide. Uh, you have like a little hook shot thing. I think my biggest hang up with it was I was genuinely pleased with the kind of change in genre almost. But I was the thing and I ended up finishing this game. The biggest thing that kind of annoyed me was the, the suddenly backtracking constantly back and forth through all these levels that I've already played. While I appreciated it was given a new coat of paint and there were now new things that I was looking for, that combined with the difficulty of moving back and forth, I just felt like the payoff wasn't enough to make me want to keep going back through these areas. For me personally. So for me, well, first of all, let me be completely transparent. I asked you guys to be on this episode because it was my favorite game of 2018. I played the hell out of it. I also got the DLC, which I've beaten. Um, I loved that it shifted. And so I'm coming at this from a few different levels. I'm a big music nerd as well as a gaming nerd. And my two favorite kinds Mm -hmm. of games besides um, RPGs are platformers and Metroidvanias. So when this turned out to be mm-hmm. both of those, I got really invested. And then when the like the the soundtrack is phenomenal, but then when mm-hmm. you would time travel and layers of the track would kick in that didn't exist in the eight bit version because they're mimicking what the eight bit sound cards were capable of. So when you convert it to sixteen bit, then the the songs get fuller and have more beats and you know different instruments, synth instruments. Like that was really cool to me. Um, I didn't really mind the shift. And as far as difficulty goes, it like I let me be upfront. I hate Dark Souls and those games because I suck at them. I'm not good at those kinds of difficult games. I feel like it, it's a lot of bashing your head against the wall and I can't do them. However, this game, I felt because you respawn so quickly, they don't leave any time with you dead. They let you jump right back into it. I didn't find it difficult to finish. It just took a lot of retries. But I felt like the way it was designed, because it loaded in so quick, like your Super Meat Boy and um, you know other games like that where there's a high difficulty, uh, Binding of Isaac, you were able to get back into the action real quick. So I didn't mind the difficulty as much. And there were frequent save points, especially before boss battles. See, that's interesting, the, the way you phrase that, because I, I'm the exact opposite. I love Dark Souls. Yeah. And this game, made, I felt like I was just bashing my head against the wall. Huh. The movement in the game really nice very fluid you feel cool like a ninja (laughs) but i felt like that always played against me because i wanted to just go almost like sonic where i realized i was constantly fighting between i need to be taking my time and that's what i appreciate about the dark souls here is it's once you understand like the language of the gameplay like i did always take things slow and methodical and there was a constant like reward loop to that with this it always felt like I felt the most rewarded when I was being like a ninja, but that was always the thing that got me killed. The it's so funny to hear you say that about Dark Souls right now as I am in the middle of one mm. because I just had my little breakthrough moment in Dark Souls 2, whatever. But that's how I feel between Dark Souls games. But when I'm in one, I don't feel that way. I feel like it's just hell and that's then it's over. But that being said, I do, I do I see both sides of this because the platforming can be so per- precise and frustrating. 
in this game. It's good. It's just if you miss, sometimes you might miss right before a checkpoint, and that's a lot to go through again. That was another kind of big beef I had. Like, I'd like... I think the checkpoints were good, but I think the fast travel, as we mm. were kind of called back to uh, Dan, we were talking about Jedi Fallen Order, not as right. egregious as that. No. But I, I, I wish you could just always go to like every shop would have mm. been good as opposed to just certain ones because that was always kind of the grind for me. It's like I, I wasn't good at it, so I kept dying, and it was constantly going to the same areas. And as you, Dan, you kind of mentioned, like how measured all the platforming is, things like that. You know, it makes me think back when we played like, um, like Celeste. It's so I was gonna bring up Celeste. Yeah, and it's like I know exactly what I need to do. I need to do this. I need to jump that way and go this way. It's like I could see it, but then it just struck me so much in the messenger. It's like I know what I'm supposed to do. I physically can't pull it off. The the difference being is that Celeste puts you right at the start of that part, and you just have right away you have another shot. So Mm. I guess. Yeah, like it takes it as like I, a yeah. screen as a puzzle as opposed to like yeah. a section. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have to kind of work your way back through and get killed on the way to the thing that killed you ultimately. Right. Um, in so like Celeste, so yeah. yeah. So like Matt, did you play like fast or were you taking your time as you go through all these these spots? So, so I think I. I, I mean, you, the kind of, the game kind of encourages you to play fast, right? Especially with the cloud yeah. step, which is like the jump after hitting something. Yeah, that cloud jump. Right. Um, but I think also part of it for me was the fact that I got into a flow state, which I don't always get into in games. I mean, I struggled in Super Metroid on sections that w- should have been easy for anyone who's played that game before just because mm-hmm. I couldn't get into a rhythm. There was, I think there was just something about the presentation. I like 8-bit games, like Shovel Knight is one of an, of mm-hmm. an all-time favorite for me, so I like that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But there was something about how much I enjoyed the, the, the world, and I think also what motivated me to keep going was the writing. I think it has some of the best writing in an indie game, quote-unquote indie game, just because yeah. it's so tongue-in-cheek. It's so breaking the fourth wall. Like, when we get to story stuff, um, if you guys don't mind, I want to spoil the final battle of the DLC. Because oh, it's, it's the best uh, thing the I've ever played. bottom, whatever, or something. Beach yeah, mm-hmm. it was like I'm, a tropical yeah, island, was... and it's like a time point divergence. Like you, it's literally an alternate timeline. Essentially, it's an alternate timeline based on one of the bosses uh-huh. who are arguably uh... more scary than the yeah. Regular boss so of the game. on that idea, like, well, we'll touch on the story. Spoiler alert for the messenger. Well, I guess oh, we yeah. already See, I got the twist. <laughs> I got to the sixteen bit portion. I just uh-huh. didn't notice it changed. Yeah. Well, you gotta, well, you, you gotta get to like because... that first part. <laughs> You yeah. get you get the you get not the ability to jump between worlds mm. per se, but you see yeah, more like portals yeah. more frequently. And yeah. then that it took me a minute too, honestly, Dave, because yeah, it is subtle. I, I reached it is subtle. Yeah. The demon general Barmathazil, and I just That's... like it required so much of that cloud jumping in the fight because like it, basically there's portions where like the floor is lava, and yeah. I was like I just couldn't do it, and I was like f this game. That's where yeah, I that's not an easy fight, but that's also one of those they call it a breakthrough moment, like. <laughs> Yeah, because it's, like it's a skill not, check at that point. It's yeah, like, if yeah, you can't do this, you're check. not going to make that's it past us. Yeah. But it's frustrating that it is kind of early in the game. I feel like they, they could have... Uh, did you say yeah, it's early? I mean, for the, the, the It means like the halfway... It's, it's, I'm, I'm counting like 13 bosses and he's number eight. A lot of the backtracking makes me feel like he's earlier. Because yeah. the game's a lot of backtracking. Yeah, So there's that many bosses, but the space between them kind of goes a little farther out as the game goes on. 
just because there's a lot of like, oh, you have to go back to this one area now mm-hmm. that you have this thing, and then right, right, kind of frustrating to be honest. Fair, but also fair. a Metroidvania, yeah. Let, okay. Let's let's touch on the the story and the writing a little bit. So spoilers, obviously, for Messenger. So <laughs> yeah. you're actually Matt, since you're the most well versed, I didn't beat it. So give us, can you give us a nice little brief overview? You're this Messenger. You gotta take a scroll. Yeah. So mountain. the Messenger is this this legendary hero that every generation has to take this scroll to essentially save the universe from this demon character that Dave mentioned earlier. Um, and the the early goal of the game is to just take the scroll. That you're the Messenger. There's there's only one every so many years. Um, and what ends up being the gag is that you're not the only messenger. There are others, and there's actually more to this than just stopping this demon. Like, there's so much else going on in this world, and this l- humble shopkeeper that you keep interacting with that you thought was just kind of just a shopkeeper ends up being part of this, like, uh, guild of mages that are trying to stop the end of the world, and you get wrapped up in the storyline. And a lot of it is very fourth wall breaking a lot of it is very um you know tongue-in-cheek you know you're often made fun of by the shopkeeper you're at odds with him and constantly arguing um i like when he when he compliments your hat and then when you come back he has the same type of hat yeah and you're like (laughs) and you're like wait why do you have the hat? And, and like, he's like, you like, and he's like why, why are you copying me? He's yeah, like, he was legitimately, <laughs> I think, my favorite part of the game. Just, he's great. Yeah. Like, every time you had that option just to chat about things. And I love the things. There was, like, the whole point. It's like, oh, the, the jungle area. He's like, oh, mm. it's like a vacation spot, so there's no boss here. And there literally it's like, the screen for it, but there is no boss there. Yeah. And even just, like, the bosses themselves, like, have personality to them. Yes. Like, yeah. I liked all that aspect of it, but and then it was just kind of... The, the gameplay that I just always kind of felt like, ugh, I, I yeah. can't keep driving myself to this. But what's now the alternate timeline thing with the beach so with, one? So with the beach story, um, the devil uh, opens a time, like a, a wormhole into an alternate timeline and you chase him down and you follow him to this tropical island where you have to actually confront him and finally fight him. Um, and so the whole game, for the most part, is a Metroidvania, right? It's it's a side-scrolling action game that becomes a Metroidvania, but the gameplay stays pretty consistent. Um, you know, you're you're fighting bosses a certain way. Um, there might be like surfing levels or whatever else, or like rail levels, but for the most part, like the gameplay is the same. The final boss of the DLC is that demon character who transforms into a giant demon. So. Uh, Dave's not going to know this, but Dan and Mark, you remember the final boss that you fight, right? Like the giant mage like yeah, creature? Yeah, with the, the tower mm-hmm. things on the left yes. and the right. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's really funny about that, so you fight that and like then you win and like everything goes back to normal. In this alternate timeline, they become your allies. They form, like after the demon becomes gigantic, you join them to form a giant mage again. But this time okay. it turns into a fighting game a la Punch-Out style, and you have to dodge and weave and beat up the devil as this giant mm. mage. And so the whole <laughs> final boss fight, boss fight is effectively Punch-Out for no That's reason. Fine. I like Punch-Out. It reminds me of a certain scene in Death Stranding that did that. Spoilers for Death Stranding. Are you kidding? Death Stranding includes Punch-Out elements? There's a one boss fight that turns into that, and it's laughable. But anyway... Um, um, yeah, and I appreciate that about this game. That it, 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 for a game that has all the, and you could just kind of see, it's like 
they're taking all these kind of tropes and understanding of what we gamers expect from games that we put things into little boxes. They're kind of playing with our expectations for that and putting things where we don't see it coming. And that's what's frustrating for me about this game. I like so much about it except playing it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that makes, that makes it difficult. Uh, It's, it's, and it's honestly, I'm shocked, Mark, knowing the type of gamer you are just from listening to the show and knowing that you like challenge I'm I'm just so shocked that you bounced off it so hard. And I think part of it is you describing how you played it, right? That you always wanted to move at a certain pace and you felt like the game didn't like sync up with the pace you wanted to move at, which could totally explain why you don't enjoy playing it because there is a certain like fast pace that you have to keep up with with this game or you will die a lot. Right. And and I'm you know as the more we we keep doing this show like constantly putting the microscope to myself and trying to figure out how my monkey brain works <laughs> because like we mentioned shovel knight before and i adore shovel knight i love, I love shovel knight and i also i really and this is going to sound stupid but i do think this is a, a thing for me with shovel knight you know a difficult game not as difficult as this but the fact that it's segmented like Mega Man into boards mm-hmm. and their levels and i see it and I pick them, I could start crossing them off. It's like, okay, I got that one done. I got that one done. Where this, I had this kind of undefined length. I think that legitimately played a role into my willingness to how far I was going to go. Like when I play Dark Souls, I'll never pop Dark Souls into my into my PlayStation. Be like, all right, let's do this. I'm weeks before looking at maps, checking <laughs> loadouts. I do all my homework so then I know exactly what to expect and it's like a how checklist. Much of, how much of that is the game to you? The Dark Souls of like the planning? Like, like the the research. Uh, like is that is that do you consider that part of the game? No, because you don't have to do it to enjoy it, but I know I if I'm it. going to maximize my efficiency in a run because I take for mm. some reason that's the genre I take like seriously with do you that. Think, does that make you worse than Dan at the game? Because you have to oh, do what's the first yeah. <laughs> Dan might be legitimately much better I than I I love going into Dark Souls and Blind? all those. Yeah, basically because then I'm not I don't know how to, I don't have all the me okay let me handle this boss this way. Like I don't have predetermined I, I, I see it as kind of like and this is the wrong way to say it. Like a whole, hey, I respect like a, it. If like it's a your homework, homework assignment, you, really. Yeah, it's that's like, what I'm saying. I want to do my work before I do it. Where with the messenger, I never, I kind of went into it blind because I wanted to kind of experience the twist like authentically. But then as I kind of get through it and I was going through all the backtracking, I was just like, I didn't know where the end point was. And I didn't know, you know, especially, I don't want to hark too much on it because the skull tree is mm-hmm. the skull tree. But it was very like in terms of if I'm gonna grind through this, what is the payoff? I think that's I don't know, we keep bringing up the Soul series, but it's yeah, but like I feel like Souls is the same kind of endless journey it's until this... you finish it. But there is well, Dick attests to this. Yeah. There is a massive payoff when <laughs> you conquer a boss. It, you just feel sure. like you you did some with yeah. this. Such a, maybe it's, it's such the a humor. Bro, get good, bro moment because like beating that. Stupid smelter <laughs> demon. You know what Tetsu did? I watched that clip when you beat him, and it's like you're not even happy. You're just you're like just, no. quietly relieved. Set the first like, thought defeated. I had was that's over. What's next? <laughs> right. And that is the whole game of Dark Souls until you're done with it. And then when you're done with it, you're like, oh, okay, that. yeah, that's on the shelf now. Because there's no question about whether or not you really want to go back and play a Dark Souls game once you beat it. If, if you really liked it and you really want to experience that a different way, that's the way that goes. But I think when it came to the messenger, that level of depth 
wasn't there for at least for Mark in that sense. Mm. And yeah. that it's funny because it's also like if if you think if you ask me, that's like a vacation because I see both sides of the coin. I love games that don't ask me to do a lot of thinking or that kind of work. And that's why I have the room for Dark Souls. Mm. So, like, the messenger was also that. I was like, ah, it's a jumping puzzle. Ah, it's a boss fight. It's timing. I, like, it wasn't really, like, what's the sauce that I'm missing that I have to find? Right. That I, it was more like, I see your sauce. I appreciate your sauce. I don't want your yeah. sauce right now. You got the, you know, Burger King secret, super secret sauce. <laughs> that's Dark Souls. You got, like, you know, the mayo that's ketchup a little bit. That's, <laughs> that's mayo the that's messenger. Wow. A little bit. You Woof. never mixed mayo and ketchup and hated yourself? <laughs> I have. It's disgusting, but it works. Oh, gosh. All right. So let's start putting a bow on this. Let's kind of go around the horn. Final thoughts, Messenger. I'll, I'll go first. I I totally understand the, the hype with this game. I think it is well-deserved. I think it is well-designed, well-thought-out. shows a lot of prowess in terms of blending these genres in such an efficient way. And it was just one of those games that I think was just kind of wrong place, wrong time. I didn't have the right expectations going into it. I will say, at the time of this recording, they released the Kickstarter for their next game. Which is going to be an RPG in the same universe. It's so excited. It looks brilliant. It's a turn-based RPG in the same universe. I'm so happy that they're connected. I will be adding it to our list of games. I mean, it's going to be a while, but oh, Mm. so good. But I, I... I appreciate the messenger. I didn't enjoy playing the messenger. I want to Dave. Dave ah. got through a certain part. I have questions though. Oh boy! For I want to. Right, so this is the other thing one, we always do, Matt. As you know, as the listener, we try well, ending it and then like, they bring it back to like, an early part. <laughs> what was the best part of the game for you, Dave? What did you love about the messenger? Just the conversations with the shopkeeper, all the stories. <laughs> yeah. That was that yeah. was the highlight of the game. Especially because that's also a break from, you know... The combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the combat or whatever. Like, those, the less combat I was in and the more platforming <laughs> it was, the less I enjoyed it. Does that like, make fighting, you more fighting the people o- along the path, I was like, that's no problem. That felt more like mm-hmm. Castlevania. But then the right. more platforming you get, the more it gets like, like, the, like a freaking Mario Maker... You know, <laughs> yeah. nightmares. Another way to another then, way to then think it gets about. Is, <laughs> and I don't like. I think it. the transition feels more like going from Castlevania One to Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's kind of like sense. that transition because you're like, oh, I'm cu- I'm killing skeletons. Oh, now there's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of like that. Mm. Trying to... mm. What about I you? Just, yeah. I totally didn't notice the the graphical upgrade. Yeah, I I implore you to go back and check. No, yeah. I, I mean, it's, I was while this was going cool. on, I saw gifts made of him running in the same area, flipping between the two, and I was like, okay. "Oh, that's neat." I mean, right. it's not like a dramatic <laughs> difference, but no. you could tell it. It looks like a generation. It looks like you're jumping from the NES to the SNES. To yeah. the SNES, so yeah, yeah. I'll use my end cap to kind of talk about that part. That's actually my favorite part of the game. Is that switch? Mm. Because not only does do the graphics, it's clever. Switch, the music switches yep. as well. Mm-hmm. And then after I finished this game, I was like, I'm going to be the person who works to the messenger soundtrack. And I would be like, which ones do I want? Do I want future of the underworld or do I want the present day of the underworld? <laughs> it was just, I, I always future. like go growing up on the internet, I would go to vgmusic.com uh-huh. and there would be MIDI recreations of games that of game music. And I would always like 
find different versions, and that's what that felt like. And I was, I, like, I always just like, when it comes to video game music, I always just, I don't, I never listen to like chip tuny eight bit sounds. I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna find orchestral versions yeah. of these. <laughs> songs. Uh, sometimes I, I, I mostly I'm in the same boat as that, but sometimes there is the occasion I'm just like, this is gonna, this is gonna take me back to a yeah, branch yeah. of my brain that mm. I have not yeah, used in quite a while. I'll do that for like uh, a nostalgia like minute, but yeah. like I'm not, I'm not just gonna put that on in the background. Sometimes it's nice to hear chiptune versions of new music. Yeah, that's mm. true. That, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, I mean that this game just had like a lot of that mm. sort of going for it, and that, uh, that spoke to me, and I listened to it a lot. Final word, Matt. Um, so I want to actually ask you guys a question to take. Uh, uh, you're doing the same thing. He's, he's, no, he's doing it. He's good. He's fitting see, right in. Fitting see, right this in. is perfect. You see, this is this is just <laughs> plays against uh, Mark's. <laughs> I have instincts a as a teacher. He's like, class is, class is ending. Right. I am uh, trying right. to dismiss you. You know what? That's, little, that's so funny you bring that up. That is exactly how I teach class. That's like, what this I is. have this block of time. I need to do this yeah. for this Amazing. time. This for this I love time. It. All right. I'm stopping. Problem is, um, me and Dave and Mark, Matt don't care about failing your darn class, Mark. Who's not. going to the principal? No. Right. Um, <laughs> um, because I think it made a difference to me. The, the reason I want to ask is what platform you guys played it on. Because I played it on the Switch. Oh. I played it on the Switch. Yes. I will only play on my PlayStation. Everything right. else is is dead to me. <laughs> like Mark I, Magro, official <laughs> exclusive PlayStation 4 gamer. Like That's I, th- right. I think part of the experience for me was playing it in handheld mode, like Curse of the Moon and Shovel Knight. Like feels very authentic mm-hmm. to the handheld genre because like back in the Game Boy Advance days, like the games I was talking about earlier, I played that way. And so I think there was a little bit of nostalgia for me. But for me, so this game actually came. Rec- I I bought it after the completionist recommended it. Um, I was watching. Mm-hmm. I watched the completionist Gerard, the completionist. Uh, I've been watching him since the he started on YouTube, and he was like over the moon about this game, like in a way that I had never seen anyone kind of really talk about a game on YouTube, not at that time. And so I was like, all right, like he's gung ho about this game, and I trust his opinion. I should go get this thing, and it was on sale, and I bought it and fell in love with it. So I think that that had some influence. Is that someone I respected really liked it, mm-hmm. so that g- gave way to it. But I think also for me, like uh, my final word is I love it. I think it's a great game. It was my favorite game of that year. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because of the total package. I think typically I wouldn't put you know beat my head against a difficult game, but. I kept making enough progress through difficulty that I never felt like I was failing. I felt like I was just learning. And back what Dan said, like the soundtrack is phenomenal. And I am someone as a DJ and a music nerd who will go back to soundtracks all the time. I used to listen to the Gemini Man theme from Mega Man 3 on Mm -hmm. loop because I just loved it. Um, I used to, I was just talking about this on Twitter the other day, Super Mario RPG, that version of the Bowser boss battle theme is the best version of that theme. And I used to get to that boss (laughs) battle in the beginning of the game and leave my Super Nintendo on. And just stay there in the, in the, in the, in the turn-based battle and just listen to that song. So like for me, the music was so overwhelmingly good on this game Mm. that I think that also motivated me to keep playing. And then the story is just stupid and phenomenal. And I think what's funny about this episode is that we didn't talk a lot about the story because ultimately the story doesn't really matter that much. The gameplay it and like and that's one thing I'll say is like I loved the story. I loved how stupid it was and ridiculous. But at the end of the day, the game is about the gameplay. And so 
if you don't like that and you're not having fun with that, I can imagine the rest of it not really mattering. I think because I found my flow with the gameplay, loved the music, mm-hmm. loved the humor, loved the story, it all coalesced really well. That said, it's not my favorite of that kind of game, but I think it was just just like Mark was saying, it was the wrong time. Like he's playing it at a time where mm. he maybe didn't like it. Just wasn't the right environment for him to play it. Mm. Back in 2018, I was looking for something like this. I had played yeah. all of Shovel Knight that was there. I think this came out after Curse of the Moon, so I had beaten that to hell. And so I was like, oh, this is more of those kinds of games. I'm in. I'll say you. I'll say exactly the uh, power up that made me like that shifted my feelings with the game. It was when okay. I got the wingsuit. Everything yes. was fine. Oh. Until I got the wingsuit. Until that's how you, you get got down the, the wingsuit? In the but morning. that's like, yeah, that's... Uh, no, yeah. once I got the wingsuit, the... I'm like, um, now I have variability on fall speed. Well, too much. Like, once I don't, that, I don't once that little devil man started mocking me when I died a lot, I was oh, like, was listen, great. punk. <laughs> anyway, who might mock us if we lose tonight is Dave, because tonight's his my trivial tastemaker. Interesting scoreboard for this. Oh, a triple taste by triple taste by Mark. Gotta get the official jingle in there. Mark, if Mark wins tonight, Mark can clinch. Oh, I'm clenched. Does that help? No, I'm. So I'm. <laughs> no, I'm a higher no. regard because now, of course, Matt is here, so we have an invariable wild card. So if Matt yeah, wins, X-Factor. he steals. He gets his own kind of point, but that point represents for him a silver monkey. Yeah, yeah, he gets Man. the whole silver monkey for the season. Sweet. Yeah. Well, well, we'll still hand it out. No, no, yes. he gets the, 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 <laughs> no. There's the listener. And uh, Dan, the listener Dan if Dan wins, we'll make next week uh, a complete boondoggle, as we'll say. Um, so, Dave, what do you have in a studio tonight, buddy boy? Well, I have for you a variation on Google Trends. We've never done Google Trends with uh, with three people. So I have decided to, since I know this is normally Mark's thing, but That's I'm right. changing it up. Okay. You're going to have, we're going to have a point system for third, first, second, and third place trends. Okay. Okay. Also, after you guys have put in your terms, you will then get the opportunity to vote for which one you think is going to score. Oh, now you made this too complicated. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And if you double down on yourself and you're wrong, you lose a point. But if you get, but, if you are correct in determining which one was the highest, regardless of whether or not it's your term, you get an additional point. Okay. Huh. Okay. So Do you, you don't want to vote for yourself. You, well, that's conservative. <laughs> Unless you feel really. If you feel yourself. really sure, vote for yourself. So are we getting like tiered points? So like, person comes in first gets a certain amount of points. It's it's three two one. Okay. Okay. Three, two, it's, one, that's, not two, one, zero. zero. Okay. I, I do have to say, as a listener who is always yelling at the um, MP3 player, because we uh-huh. all have different <laughs> devices, like, how could you not guess that? Like, I think the one that stands out the most was be... the Robot Masters one. Like, I'm yelling at Dan, like, how could you forget oh, that yeah. one Robot Master? Listen, Man. we record this late just... at night. We get a little loopy. We're just like, I cool. step into the arena, and all I do is kill. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't ask for their so, names. So I'm just very honored to be part just, of a trivial What was your name? Don't matter. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. Slytherin guy. Slytherin whatever. boy. All right, Dave. So uh, we each we take turns going first, correct? We have, like, an order. Sure. Well, all right. We're gonna go. We're gonna. I will. I was. You're gonna go. Dan, Mark, Matt, and you're gonna. It's gonna. It's going to rotate. So Mark will get the first time. I will. I will prompt you. Okay. 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 Someone's keeping track of all this. A lot of facts. I've got. I've got a spreadsheet. All right. Okay. My shoulders are back. 
So the first question is, for I need a term for a plant versus zombie plant. A term for a plant versus mm-hmm. zombie plant. So a, a plant that appears in Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, and I will okay. Put in. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, who's who's going first? Dan is. Dan. Um, okay. Let's Unless go you pass sun, for some reason. Sunflower. <gasps> That's the sunflower. one I thought of. <laughs> I can't think of well, it. You know what? You're going to have to not. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm second. Or Matt's yes. second. Um, Mark, you're, you're second this time. What is this? It's alphabetical. <laughs> pea shooter. Pea shooter. Okay. I think that's the name of it. It's a family show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. sure. Uh, walnut. Yep. Nice. Walnut. Okay. I can't wait to win this. Okay, now, uh-huh. who? Which one do you think uh, is in first, Dan? I think sunflower is in first. So Dan He's is doubling down. down on his. I double down. I'm gonna on go Matt. Because that's generic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think walnuts and are more popular than sunflowers? Are you crazy? Because you eat walnuts, you know? Mm-hmm. How much water does a walnut take? There's a lot of Google searching for that. Uh, how many sunflowers <laughs> do I have? <laughs> what I Google. Um, and, and Matt, you. I, what, what do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Mark got it with the pea shooter. The pea shooter. Oh, you're being generous okay. to me. Okay, Watch so it. now... Pea shooter could be more than one thing, though. It is. Matt was correct. So oh. Matt is going to end up with walnut. Walnut was the most popular term. So yes. he gets three points. Mark gets three... Gets Has the least uh, popular term with pea shooter. So he oh, gets okay. two points because he guessed Matt was the most popular. All and right. Get two points. And Dan gets... One point because he doubled down on himself. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, there's a lot of this, this is, is sir. Right. Come on look, now. Dave's <laughs> doing the juggling. Dave's doing the juggling. We just got to answer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, now this is this is a this might be an easy one. We'll see. Oh boy. Mark, you're a little bit at a disadvantage. We will tell you what the fruits are. That's not but fair, this is, Dave. This is no. but this is Animal Crossing fruit. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Fruit. Yes. yes. Fruit. The fruit oh. from that can be grown in Animal Crossing are apples, oranges, peaches, pears, um, coconuts, and cherries. And cherries. So, Mark is is locking an apple. Sure, gotta be mm. apple. Uh, huh. Mm. I'm gonna go with orange. Mm-hmm. It's a color. It's I'm gonna go with one. peaches. Peaches and peach. Do you want me to write peach or peaches? Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> what did Mark do? Apples? Mark said apple. And I said they orange. Both went, they both went singular. Right. Go singular. I'm, no, hold on. <laughs> Don't overthink it, Dan. I'm, no, I'm doing peaches, plural. I'm doing plural. Uh, I have a, there's okay. a method here. Um, okay. I'm going to say Matt's is the most popular again because it's a color. I did not think about that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. I didn't think of that either, but you make a good point. Um uh, uh, I think. You know what? F it. I'm in the lead right now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say me as well. Double down. Okay. I will choose Matt's. Oh, wow. oh you all went with Matt, and you're all yeah. wrong there because it was Mark's. <laughs> hey! Oh, oh what? Because Mar- Apple is also a computer company, and they. Uh, oh, I didn't even think oh, of that. Oh, oh, more term. <laughs> <laughs> so. Damn it! I will take those three that. Points. 
Right. So so Yo. Mark gets three points. Matt, you are in Dan's boat from before. You got one point because you doubled uh-huh. down on yourself. Yeah, hey, I got second. Dan is it only gets one point because Peach is was the the lowest Third. popular mm. the least popular term. Man, not peaches. So what's the yeah, score? You, you said peaches. I put in peach. If even if you would have done peach, okay. it would have been. I googled them ahead of time. I was curious. I, I understand. Scoreboard okay. update. <laughs> five something. I have five. You have five. Have four, Matt have four. has four, they, and Dan yeah. has two. Okay. Nailing it. Nailing okay. it. Totally I got it. I got it. Right. Spreadsheet. I, I, Trust me. I am bringing it home. Okay. I can't wait. Um, this this one is uh, Chrono Trigger or Cross characters. Oh. Oh. Dang it. God. Oh. Dang it. Dang oh, but I get to go okay. first, right? Yeah. Matt gets to go Ooh. first here. Uh, frog. Absolutely frog. Dang it. I, I mean, I was thinking someone might go frog, and I thought that's most likely the most popular one, but I don't know. I didn't search all the no, all of, of the cross characters. Right. I'm thinking. <laughs> I know what I'm going to pick, and I know what I'm not. I'm going to pick if you take my pick, Dan. Is it my, my turn is now? Yes. It is Dan. Yeah, it's you. Chrono Cross characters. I don't know anybody. Or Chrono, Chrono Trigger Cross. Characters. There's probably somebody in Chrono Cross named like Tooth. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, He's like... absolutely right, you know. If but <laughs> I, if I double check, I will put in their actual spelling just just so you know. Okay. Well, I mean, Chrono that's important for fun, a particular character's name. Be... Yeah. Right. I mean, Frog. <laughs> I'm gonna be wrong. Frog. You're not. You're not gonna be All right. Frog. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have a good time with this and just say Chrono. Like you know, it's now I'm debating. Game. I was gonna go Robo, but that's maybe I should I thought, go yeah. Lynx because that's the cat uh, guy. Lynx is yeah. what I would do. Yeah. I was gonna say oh, I can't. If you would get, if you would say kid, I would have to put in two Ds, which would probably throw her down. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. You that. know what the what the heck? Surge is the opening kid's name. Yeah, Surge. Oh, you're looking up names? No, I'm thinking Surge is his name <laughs> from Chrono Cross. Yeah. Is yeah. it with a U? Yeah. No, he it's E. No. E. It's S-E-R-G-E. S-E-R-G-E. Uh, um, would you care to guess who was the most popular? Wait, I, I haven't gone yet. Oh, I thought you said Lynx. I thought you I thought you locked it in. I would know I was debating, okay. but I will stay with Lynx. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, yeah. So now I pick which one's gonna be the highest. Uh Yes. I I'm gonna go I I this might be a mistake, but I'm gonna go with me again this time. I just okay. feel like I got it's it. It's got it, yeah. I guess I'll go with Frog. Yeah, I gotta go frog too. That's gotta yeah. be it. You were all correct. Frog point. kills. Yeah. yeah. You mean Chrono wasn't more popular <laughs> than the what? animal frog? No, Chrono is the least popular um, search term. Wow. Except at one point, it almost peaked up to Lynx for some reason. I don't know huh. where. <laughs> there was a there was a Lynx carnival passing through the world at that point. Anyway, uh, so. are we tied now? So no, Matt has no. four points from this one. Mark, you wound up with three, um, three points, and yeah, Dan we're tied two for points. eight. But now you're all screwed because I go first. Yeah, eight, eight, That's and true. four. Then, if my math is correct. Yes. Sweet. That looks correct. <laughs> Wait, how many yeah. more we got, Dave? Um, Seven. I, one, Seventeen. Two, three, four more questions. Okay. okay. Got plenty of time. Okay. Okay. Um, this one is Pokemon not named Pikachu. Oh, why is it always the Pokemon? Rude. Oh, rude. Oh, also Pokemon, huh? Oh, jeez. Oh, because there's no like normal named Pokemon. I know right? at least four of these. I mean, there 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 are ones that aren't that spelled normally be... if they're normal names mm. most of the time. Yeah. Um, 
I gotta. I gotta go. Hold on. There's like some that are actually just normal names. Like, oh, there's not Dan. Stop it. Uh, all right. Let's just go Squirtle. Okay. Squirtle. Oh, no, um, like now, no. this is where my ignorance shows oh. up with Pokemon. Uh, is there an Onyx? Yes. The Rot That's one? Correct. That's correct. And Y-X is the spelling yeah. name? Or is it I-X? No, Y-X. I think it's O-N-Y-X. Uh, it's I will O-N-Y-X. go with Onyx. I'm just going to make sure that that's how he spells his name. Just it is. Hold on. I'm almost positive. He spells his name with an I. It's not oh. Y. What? Uh, yeah, oh, now that changes. Uh, I'm going to put it in. Oh, wait, you want to change it? Now that might Because the, the, I was thinking the stone, but the stone is with a Y. Mm-hmm. Yes, the stone is with a Y. I'm going to go with Mew. Oh, Mew, okay. Okay. Oh, That's good. Mark. I'm doing it. You know what? You're just a mean person. Listen, I even <laughs> play the Pokemans, and I know about the Mews. And, and I know people are into one. the Mews, like in weird ways, too. Yes, keep talking. Please, also, stall they... for me. Because <laughs> he's part human, part Pokemon. The, no. no. That's, that's Mewtwo. That's Mewtwo, but yeah. good try. Um, <laughs> good try. Really Get did. this guy off the stage. Um, Cut the mic. Man, like, I, I really, like, I know in the back of my mind I'm going to be kicking myself because there's definitely Pokemon with, like, regular names. There's a few at least, but, like, I cannot think of them. And they usually do try and change it up. So I might go the same direction Dan did and just pick one of the most popular Pokemon in hopes that mm. that it's it just searches higher. Um, so I think I'm going to go with Bulbasaur. I'm going to lock in on my favorite and go with Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. For the record, okay. Bulbasaur would beat up Squirtle. So. Yes, that's true. But I think Mark might have it. I'm tempted to, to double Mark. down on myself, but that, that well, plays against Mew my concern. Mew is like the cat noise as well. Yes. And it's Who spelled says cat the same. noise Mew? But it's M-E-W. In, in, uh, in Japan, that's the sound that they go yeah. with. Oh, they all often go I with the M-E-W. They don't, they don't go with M-E-O-W. <laughs> Mark, act like you knew. <laughs> this way is more I impressive knew that. if you win. Uh, oh, what's sad is Jigglypuff's going Which one are you voting? Dan, you said you were going to go with Mark? I, I picked Squirtle, but oh. I vote Mark. Okay. I guess I'll vote me. Sure. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, at this point, ever... like it's to my benefit, to, I think, to just vote Mark. So I'll go Mark. Okay, yeah, you were all it. correct. Mars was the most. Yeah, yeah. with Mew. Um, Where was Squirtle versus Bulbasaur? I actually I have know. to remove Mew to see that because they're that close. <laughs> oh, wow. they're like, it's like the same line because they just go hand in hand. Dude, so, Mark, dude. when you split this, do you go with recency bias? How do you do it? Yes, recency bias. Okay, because. Right now, Bulbasaur's search term is more. That's yeah. But it goes up and down over time. Because he is yeah. catchable. He is catchable He's now. more catchable. Yeah. Okay. So that's Speaking of which, Dave, three points for sure Matt, four points for Mark, and two points for Dan. I am killing it. Still right <laughs> behind Mark. And by killing it, I you know mean I made it so it is not alive. <laughs> I did not try, um, when I did this myself earlier, I did not try Mew. But I had put in Eevee, and Eevee was hot. Eevee gets killed by Mew as well. Mm. Eevee's no, wait. basically Pikachu right yeah. now. This Eevee, is funny, wait. the guy who doesn't even know about the Pokemon. No, Eevee kills Mew. No, yeah. never mind. Nothing kills Mew. <laughs> Mew is immortal. <laughs> Lives right. forever. Next one. Okay. Street Fighter characters. Oh. Ooh. I mean. And so Mark goes first. Ma- on Mark, one. you go first. 
I'm yeah. just trying to think if there's anybody else to think about. It's like a name uh, that's like a Street Fighter character. Oh, I got mine if you don't pick it. Me too. Yeah. I have mine as well. Um, see, I feel like the obvious choice, but then what if guile is a more common <laughs> adjective than I know? He's so guile. Um, there's also the memeification too, to keep in mind. Yeah. Mm. I would I would be thinking I'm overthinking if I don't pick Ryu. So Mark says Ryu. If you, if you, yeah, Ryu. 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 Um, all right. So Mark, you picked Ryu. Actually, no. I take that back. <gasps> what are you saying, Jania? To what's the blonde guy, Ken? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Do you play video games? I don't play Street Fighter. Ken's the other one. Ken right? is the blonde guy. Yes. Oh, Ken. Yes. Ken, please. <laughs> Damn it! That was my pick. My guess is that I was, was thinking of like, wait, too. just pick the generic yellow-haired man. Um, so, uh, all right, let me ask Dave a question. Can I go with the famous villain's last name only, or does it have to be the first initial like it's always shown? I want, I want his, the, the game's title. Yeah, okay, so I, so I'm not um, gonna, uh, so yeah, I'm not gonna do it Bison. Bison. Yeah, I was just gonna say Bison, because, yeah. Um, oh, no, Bison, animal. good job. But, yeah, but, but it has to be M. Bison, so no. Um, uh. Just like if you were to say the sumo wrestler character, yeah, it's I wouldn't e. just type in it, Honda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has to be E Honda. Um, damn it, Ken was my choice. Uh, and I almost gave it up. Oh, well, um, gonna... I'll go with Charlie from Street Fighter Alpha Three. Oh, I liked Charlie. I'll, I'll go with Charlie. I like the. That's an I E, right? Yeah, I believe so. Daniel, I will go with Birdie. Birdie, oh. big, big boy. I don't know this character. Birdie? Birdie's in Street Fighter 3. Yeah. Third Strike? Yep. I think it's B. Street Fighter 3, Third Strike? Yeah. Yeah, Birdie. Yeah, it's okay. Spelled like Birdie. That is spelled like Birdie. I looked it up. It's, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled like Birdie. Who knew? So it's Ken versus Charlie versus, versus Birdie. And you, I'm going to go most Charlie to be conservative and not put all my eggs in the same basket. Mm-hmm. I can't lose harder, so I'm just gonna go with myself. Oh, you okay, <laughs> okay, but you skipped me. But okay, um, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I'm I'm actually gonna go with Mark since that was my choice until he took it. So we're, we're spread out. So Mark, you went with Charlie, right? No, I yes. went. Oh, I I voted Charlie yeah. the most popular. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Charlie was the most popular. Oh wow! Ken ah. Being second, and then Birdie was third. Wow. Man. So, um, so I'm gonna that pick gives, the last one. <laughs> that gives Matt three points, Mark three points, and Dan, Dan one no point. Points. Oh, because I Rough. existed. <laughs> Dan, if there was a point for picking the worst, no. wait, wait, oh, wait, wow. Matt. No, he, oh wait, he picked himself. I'm sorry, that's zero. Yeah. yeah. That's what you, I get nothing. Yeah, you get nothing. <laughs> you get nothing. You double down I on yourself. You would be giving me a little too much credit. There. Yeah. Wait, what's the scoreboard now? Uh, six fifty. Um, Dan has six. Mark has fifteen, and Matt has fourteen. You guys Damn are it. Oh. so close, neck and neck. Uh, I need this, Matt. I need it. <laughs> I, I know Th- you this do. This one is uh Mario Party characters not named Mario. Mario uh-huh. Party characters not named Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who goes or first? Mario, if you prefer. Matt does. Ma- it's Mario. Oh, and I go first, right? Dan- yeah, Matt, you go first. Um, do I? Hmm. Like, 
part of me wants to pick Waluigi just because of the Smash Brothers thing. I feel like that'll make him search higher, but he's also an uncommon name. So Is he like... playable? Yes. It's got to be playable. In, in multiple Mario yeah. Party games, he's playable. Uh, yes. he, as long as they're playable and at least one of them is fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what... Was a boo? Was a the boo B O O ever yeah, playable? I believe the boo is currently playable. Okay, mm. that might be. Maybe my... I'm, not, I'm pretty sure boo was the character yes. that could be played. Boo I know is at one point he was, games. uh, you know, the Star Steel, and I think at one p- point he was a character, so it was a red boo was the Star Steel. Oh yes, but okay. um, I think <clears throat> I th- mm, just trying to think if that's going to be more common than Luigi. And I feel like it, Luigi. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like it's a popular Italian name, right? So <laughs> Luigi's got to be pretty popular. Bop and a boopy. A bop and a boopy. Uh, boopity boop. So you, I'm I'm gonna go with boo. Let's let's do it. Why not? Let's go with boo. B B O O. Okay. Yes. Uh, Dan, which character? Peach. Oh. Peach. Peach is a good one. That's good. Yeah. I'd like to not get less this time. If you could please talk to your manager, Dave. <laughs> Who's that other one who wears the no. yellow dress? Daisy. Daisy. Oh. Mm. The good choice also. I kind of was. This was this was the debate I was Go having. Go between with Daisy and Toad. Oh yeah. Duh. Oh oh oh. Duh. Both solid options solid, for trends. Yeah. I feel. I will feel go foolish with, with Boo. I'm gonna go with Daisy. Okay. Mm. I feel foolish. Dave, do me a favor and just look up Toad as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I I'll wanna, add I Toad know as well. Um. I feel foolish now because all of those choices were better than mine. Uh, I'm going to say Dan. I'm going to lean into the popularity of the characters, and I'm going to go Dan's choice. No, can't be Dan. Never would be Dan. <laughs> I want to put money on Toad, but I know that's not in play. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I want to again, I can't lose harder, so double down on myself. Um, okay. I'm playing defensively now. What what did Matt say? I I went with Peach. I went with Peach as my number one. Matt's following. I'm I'm at a rate. I'm too conservative. So I'm going to just vote for Peach simply because Matt voted for Peach. Wow. That's my strategy. So So, this is a lot of points. Interestingly enough, because this is a situation I've never been in before, um, Daisy has a dotted line skyrocketing over Peach. Whoa. Was previously below Peach, but is now is now projecting to be currently projecting. higher than Peach. <laughs> projecting. Why? Like it gets it's like when I hover over it, it's like not all data's in yet. But well, right what now, about the data that is in? <laughs> the data that it is in has Peach higher. However, the projected data says Daisy is higher. So what, what would you do in this? If you if you were in my shoes, we're not projecting do? data. We're going with what we got. With the data that exists. Yeah. Well, with the data you. that exists, is it's Peach. Yay, Dan. Yeah. Which means I get like jackpot. You got right now. Yeah, you, you get, get two points. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, no, you get four points then. Yes. Wait. Well, they voted for me. Does that not help me as well? No, it doesn't no. help you. Oh, it helps <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, what wait. Was, so uh, was, what was it was order? Peach Daisy Boo? It's yeah. Daisy is second, and Boo is the lowest. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Toad is is below Boo. Oh wow. Oh. Huh. Interesting. All right. So the the next one is our last one, right? Yes. Yeah. The next one is I your last ch- one. I have a chance to. So do final scoreboard or soon to be. It is currently ten 
Dan, 18, Mark, and 16, Matt. Jeez. Oh, so I got to go all in on this one. Otherwise, yeah, I Yeah, this one is uh, Video okay. Game Alien. Video Game Alien? So they have to be an alien. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Def- <laughs> what else define, would that mean, Mark? <laughs> define alien. They're, they're not from Earth. They're not from Earth. Okay. He's thinking like, well, what if you go to another planet and then an You're alien born on the from planet. Earth shows oh, up? Oh, this is broad. Oh, Who goes first? Uh, Dan. I think you do. I just went. I, I just went first with Boo oh, yeah. on the last so one. So Dan goes. Thank God, because I need. I need. To I, yeah. I, I like my <laughs> brain went to like eighteen We're all different in places. That boat. Um, Video game alien. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say grunt. Okay. Oh, all right. From Halo. This is fair. I wasn't going to specify if it had to be species or named characters because okay. I wanted to see what you guys would do. Okay. Well, yeah, if, you're right. being, if you're being honest, the Covenant are actually a clan and not Dan a species. Dan, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, all right, so Dan, you're going with Grunt? Uh, yep. That's Can it. I, I go it. with Alien from the video game Alien? They, that's not that what they call, that's not what they're called. They're xenomorphs. No, yeah, you can't they're, do they're not called Thank aliens. You. They're called xenomorphs. Oh, I, can in, I can type in xenomorph. No, that's not a good one. I can't believe you're gonna come to my house and you're gonna say <laughs> aliens or an alien. The movie Alien. Uh, video game Alien. This is hard. <laughs> uh, I, I would even. There's so many possibilities. Yeah. So now, question: If it's like a fantasy world, that doesn't count. What it do you has mean? to be like space. Because and like they have to be not from the planet, from a an Earth-like planet. So yeah. can I? So pick a fantasy like, world like Skyrim, you can't pick some random elf. Yeah. Right. Because it's, that's not an alien. Yeah, it's not, not alien, alien. Doesn't mean fictional character, Mark. No, but I'm saying. Uh, to clarify, uh, I, I assume that's where you were going with this. Yeah, because like, like, can I pick Goomba? No. No, because no. it's not an alien. It's native to its planet. It's native to its planet, so it's a creature that comes from one planet comes to another planet. I mean, that's kind of what an alien is, yes. You just defined an alien. And it has to be... Where do we land on collective nouns? Mark, Mark. Think XCOM. It can be a a collective noun, but it can't be be alien. Yeah. Because that's not what they're called. I can't believe you even... There must be a game where they call them the aliens. That's a generic term. I'm not accepting it. Okay, that's fair. Oh, God. I'm so lost right now. I can't even think. I've got my... Mark. Killing me, man. This is hard. It's not uh, that. He knows it's for all okay. the models. I'm gonna go uh, with. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna regret this. Starman <laughs> from Earthbound. Oh. They invade with Gigas on the thing. Mm-hmm. Starman. I, I accept it as a as a term. Okay, uh, so I came up with mine because he's in video games, even though he's not primarily known for video games. But my alien is Superman. He is an alien. He's an alien. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and he's I, been in a I lot of accept, bad games. I will, I will accept it. Excellent. <laughs> all right. All right. After all, after all, everyone loves <laughs> Superman sixty four. So popular. <laughs> uh, the the Kryptonian known as Superman. <laughs> Sup- Superman. Though that is not his birth name. I'm going to type KLL. No. No. Please do. All right. No, no, that's fine. So, Dan, who do you you think is the first? This is obvious, Dan. (laughs) I think think it's Superman. I also think it's Superman. Dan thinks it's Superman. I agree. But I feel bad because the word grunt might be used more Uh, and more. Is this Superman? 
<laughs> Superman. Than the, than the most popular superhero ever created. Uh, I, I am yeah, going to double down on myself and go with Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, that was Superman. a wise move. <laughs> Not only... So that, Matt, that this is, this is going to be crazy. Because Matt is correct. Superman is the most popular term that was on the board. Starman was the least popular term oh. that Mark voted for himself. So that means you guys tied it. No! <laughs> All right. Could we get one more? You're going to make me come up with one on the spot. This what is you, a dance special. This spot. What are you doing? I mean, <laughs> I was like, we're what tied. were the odds with all this math? I'm just <laughs> going to I'm just going to give it to Matt. Yes! Yeah. He's the guest. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't I I will rebel so hard against right. this. You right, really right. want or you want you want We a need tie a definitive tie-breaking yeah. Sure. This is what happens I, this is what, have I have the perfect tiebreaker for you. Here's okay. the tiebreaker. Okay. Video game alien. Who are the last three terms that you just came up with? Okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Honestly, I like is it. Is it fair to say Dan is eliminated? No, I'm going to keep tallying his points. What if he comes up with the thank most popular you. term? But he can't, <laughs> could he you. catch up? No. But what if he comes but up I with the most try. popular term? Yeah, then you want to vote uh, on me. I, I, that gives that changes the percentage of chance that you vote. Okay. Okay. So otherwise, it's fifty-fifty. Okay. Yeah, you need that. You need that three up. I'm still kind of confused on the term alien. So <laughs> as long as they're they're Ow. born right, they're Mark, born on a different easy. planet and they come the story, to a different planet. Here's the they way they have to be star travelers. They have to the travel story. from one planet or another planet, or you have to visit them on their planet. If it's not human, it can't be human. It's not. It's not human, and it's not. We're we're fancy. we're gonna be biased yeah. towards ourselves, and and not call any of the humans yeah. aliens. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, I think Which I think means I, I have to mine. Think more. Matt goes first. Um, no. Matt oh, goes first. Oh, I go first. Okay. Oh, Marco's first. No, I'm thinking. Right. Dan yeah. went first last time with Grunt. Yeah. So, so Marco's first. first. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Now you have to play your cards. About aliens. <laughs> Magro. <laughs> I don't even remember what they were called in XCOM. They were something. I played both those games. Um, I'm from a planet and I come to a different planet. <laughs> I've never can heard go, someone. Can I? Can I go with Wookie? Sure. Yeah, yeah, in games. Sure. Totally. I've got to go with Wookie. That's just as that's just as good as Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right. know about that. And, but and my pick is going to be along those lines. So you're going with Wookiee, Mark? I got. I. It took me so hard to come up with that. I <laughs> okay. couldn't imagine coming up okay. with something better. I'm going alien with alien from Kashyyyk. Okay, uh, that's Star Wars. That's pretty good, but uh, I'm a little less confident about mine now. But I'm going to stick with it. Why the hell not? I'm going to go with Goku. Goku, the Saiyan, the Saiyan, the Saiyan. Video game. Just Saiyan. He's got the anime <laughs> factor. I do, mm. but you got the Star Wars factor. Like those are both extremely obscenely popular uh, franchises. So I'm not sure what the clear winner is here. See now, what's going to be tremendous like, or t- terrible is if we tie again. <laughs> it would. It would be. Terrible. That's why I. I think for this we should not do the guessing to avoid yeah. that issue. Yeah, I think we just go with who had the most popular. Who that had the puts most? Us, yeah. Because that puts one of us okay, ahead. Okay, f- fair, fair. Yeah, I don't want to come agree. up with one, so please go with it. <laughs> yeah, right. like I'm not having. Fingers crossed. Wookie versus Goku. 
Goku would lose. Yeah. We're going to say Goku destroys Wookiee. No! Yeah! <laughs> I will say, you had you would have had a, interestingly enough, you would have had a better chance With if you actually specified Chewbacca. Yeah. Chewbacca oh, is so a more kinda... Googled term than the Goku? Than Wookiee. Than Wookiee. Uh, and you still would have lost. Oh no! Except, yeah. if, we still except lost. if we were talking about April of 2019 when Chewbacca blows Goku out of the. That was water a big for month for Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tradition continues of the guest getting the silver monkey for the performance. Congratulations, Matt! Thank you. It will you. be in the mail. Give us five <laughs> to seven weeks. It will. Get that's there. that's fine. I'll uh, wait. I, you know, the the fan becomes the guest becomes the champion. I like that story. That's mm. that is the, and Mark always comes not the champion. Just the other one to jump. <laughs> but I'm over it. I'm okay. Uh, we don't have to fire up the machine because we know the last mm. game for the season. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Fun little romp. I'm excited to talk about it, but that will be next time. Um, mm-hmm. Listener, you've done it again. Thank you for listening to the Dinosaur Machines Games Club podcast. End. Reach out to us in all the usual avenues. You can leave us a voicemail on Anchor. You could give us stars. You can ratings and reviews. Anything. We'll take them. Just give them to us, please. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Pete. You can reach out to us at various places, a Twitter especially, at Dino Under- Listen, underscore it's Machine. Listen, it's good for you, It's good for you, Shmizool. It's the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. I'm it's at Magrocrack. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. And I'm at Daniel Matt. And thank you, Matt, for joining us. Where could the audience find your beautiful dulcet tones on a more regular basis? Um, the best place to go is my Twitter handle as well, which is DJ at DJ underscore Stormageddon. Until Excellent. next time, listener. Kisses. Love. Walkies. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.